All right. Lord, we love you. I absolutely love you. Absolutely am infatuated with you. And I don't deserve a king like you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your faithfulness. And thank you that you are here and that you speak and that I don't have to do this alone and try to interpret scripture on my own, but I can lean on you. So Holy Spirit, I pray that as we read your word, that it would jump off the page and it would land in our hearts in a fresh way, in a new way, that it wouldn't just be another day. Yeah, we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. What's the net? Or, okay, who's been here for all, all of them? Yeah? Do you have them memorized? Do you have the first two memorized? Yeah. What are they? Good, good. Good soup. Um, what did we talk about last week? And don't make a joke. What did we talk about next week? Or last week? <laughs> Huh? Grieving sin. Grieving sin. Yes. What else? That was pretty much the main thing. Yeah. Good. Good. Hey, somebody grab that. Hmm. So good. What else? Any other things that we grabbed? I talked for a while, so. Inventory on our day, yes. Spiritual calluses, yes. We did talk about that. Anybody uh, get some ripped off this? Anybody get a, whole, a Holy Spirit manicure this this week? Pedicure. Some of you guys need a pedicure more than you need the manicure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> be careful. Yeah. <laughs> also. As your pastor, yo, I went to Meow Wolf last night. Don't go. <laughs> what in the world? I had no idea what I was walking into. Bro, don't go. I got my money back. I walked in, walked out, and, and waited in the car while they Yo, there was the little goat guy who's in the, in the devil church, and it's just like, oh, yo, hey. Like, you would just walk around corners, and he's there. So, bro, don't go. Okay? You don't need to be around that stuff. Some of it was cool. I'm not going to lie. The music room was super sick. But, yeah. <laughs> but don't go, okay? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I did that for you guys just to, you know, make sure. It's like, oh, what is this place about? But anyway. <laughs> yeah, gosh. I should have read more about it. But, man, don't go. Uh, anything else from last week? This week, this week, we are talking about the next one, which is blessed. Yeah, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Somebody, we're going to have fun, okay? Can we interact with each other tonight? Okay. What does meek mean? What? Power under control. Yeah, that's the legit definition. What else? Being humble. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar has a song about that. <laughs> all he does is sit down. I guess that's all you have to do. Uh, what, what else? 
What else? What else? Any other descriptors? When I first think of meek, it's like almost weak and wimpy, scrawny. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Anybody else feel the same way? Right? You're just like, ah, meek. Right? And I've been doing this the whole entire time when we've been talking about this be these beatitudes. It's like, well, first off, I know that my definition is probably wrong of this word, but let me start off with like, okay, where are we at? Nikki's definition is right. What's where we're going to get to tonight. Thanks, Nikki. That's why she's preaching next week, you know? That's why. Uh, but, you know, I think like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. You know, like, oh, stick figure guy. You know, like you got nothing to you. You, you dust kind of thing, right? That's what I feel like this word meek means. And um, it's, I, I feel like sometimes we think meekness means like false humility. Has anybody done something that they were super proud of and then somebody came up to you afterwards and was like, hey, really great job. And you were like, oh, all for God, for him, right? And sure, I know you mean it and I know I'm making light of it, but like, when you're, when you're a worship leader, it happens to you all the time, and it's super uncomfortable. Hey, great worship this morning. What? I don't know what that means. Like, oh, I just want to crawl on my skin real quick. I'm going to go over here, right? I don't know how to interact with that, that question. And it's like, oh, yeah, I know that that was good. Or, and I sound egotistical, right? Just like me and Christian had a nice little conversation just like 30 seconds ago of like, oh, that was sweet nectar. But then there's the other side of it of like, Oh, all for God, right? Or whatever it might be. Oh, no, it's just, you know, uh, I, it was just an off day. <laughs> you know, like something like that, right? Um, and this is, that's not what this meekness thing is, okay? That's not what this is. You're allowed, here, let me give you permission. If you know you did good at something, acknowledge it. <laughs> Don't be a prick, but acknowledge it, right? Like, hey, I know I just shredded that solo during that song. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Yeah, of course he's given you the gifts, but you're the one being obedient using them. Yes? It's a twofold thing. Uh-huh. Okay. But have you guys ever served someone for zero gain or zero affirmation? Yes. Yeah? yeah? Oh, you guys are better people than me. Would you guys ever work for free? Yes? Do your job for free? Of course you would. You you pray for people all day. That would be sweet. And I get yelled at. You know that's what I get. I would not do that for free. No. <laughs> but this might I I don't know. It might be a foreign concept to some of us. I I like affirmation. I'm not like that's my love language. I'm not like that. But I I I like it. I enjoy it. It fuels me. It does. Not in the sense of like, oh, I need it. Rachel, give me some affirmation right now. No, I'm not going to do that. That's desperate, okay? And that smells bad, okay? Um, but in the sense of, hey, I'm allowed to be confident in what I'm doing. Yes? Do you know that you're allowed to be conf confident in what you're doing? Because, again, like I said, yeah, the Lord gifted it to you. That's awesome. Good job acknowledging that but you're the one being obedient in it. Hello? Right? I mean, a lot of us could be doing a lot of different things, right? Nikki could go do 
all sorts of things with her voice, but she's deciding to serve the church with it. Yes, Bree, our worship pastor here at Encounter, she can do all sorts of things with her voice, with her musicality. I mean, she, she can like, I don't even, she's otherworldly kind of thing. But she's deciding to serve the Lord with it, right? So I don't know, be confident in that, I guess is what I'm trying to say to kick this entire thing off, okay? Does that make sense? Okay. Um, Jesus served from his heart, not from his head. He served from his heart, not from his head. Yes, he used his head, of course. Good. Yeah. Which we should do more, right? But <laughs> I know you guys weren't some of you guys weren't listening. <laughs> but Jesus was meek, not for his gain, but for his father's gain. Yes? So if Jesus is perfect theology, and if he's my mirror that I need to be, or if he's the standard that I need to be looking into and gazing into, then hey, I need to start thinking about what he did what actually, how he kind of handled things, right? He didn't go up to demon-possessed people very timid, did he? He said, get out. <laughs> it's like, go, right? He didn't go up to the, the paralyzed man like, oh, man, uh, Lord, are you gonna, like, are you gonna do this? Uh, no, he was like, get up and walk, right? There was a confidence that was tied to him, obviously because he's God, yes? But he was fully man just like us, yes? Not discounting his uh, divinity, okay? Don't I'm not I'm not a heretic, okay? But I I want us to grab that, right? Let's let's actually look at him as the standard and say, okay, if he can do it fully, man, then I guess so can I. Yes, I can't die for all of man's uh, sins. I can't, right? He's got that one on me. I can't do that. But what I can do is I can walk in the same kind of authority and power that he can that he walked in. Yes, hello, right? And that is from a a a, a space of meekness. Yes, that's from a a posture of being meek. Yes, okay. You with me? Okay, it'll make more sense as we keep on going. Jesus showed us the amazing reality of serving from a heart posture. So Matthew 5, 5, our, our, our verse for tonight is, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Do you want to inherit the earth? What's that mean? Because I thought the earth was under the Satan's control. I was like, I don't know if I want that, right? Because it might just look like Meow Wolf. I don't know, right? <laughs> I, it's really messed me up. Uh, don't go. Um, but... Inheriting the earth, what's that mean? Anybody we want to spitball for a little bit? What's it mean to inherit the earth? I like the inherit the kingdom of God one. That sounds good. But remember, this is always I do something and then the reward with the Beatitudes, yes? Or the blessing, if I can, maybe is a better way of saying it. What's it mean to inherit the earth? Okay. Okay. Cool. What else? Okay. Okay. Interesting. I've never had that thought. I like it. What else? 
inheriting the earth. You prosperity people love this. <laughs> like, oh man, the Bentley's coming my way. <laughs> yeah? Oh, come on. All right. When I first read this, uh, however many years ago, I was like, inherit the earth, the world's bad. I'm super Christian. I don't want it. <laughs> right? I don't want anything to do with it. I want the kingdom stuff. I want, you know, you know, uh, heaven come kind of stuff. I don't want the this stuff, the temporal stuff. This looks bad, yes? But that's not what we're talking about tonight. We're ta talking about pure material possessions. We're talking about something else, which we'll get to. Okay? Um, what's blessed mean? Happy, fortunate. Yes, good, good. And meek means, um, I'm joping all over my notes. Here's my definition of meekness. I like Nikki's more. But um, my definition is gentleness in spirit, mildness in disposition. Okay? Meekness towards God is that disposition of spirit in which we accept his dealings with us as good and therefore do it without disputing or resisting. That makes sense. Good. In the Old Testament, the meek ones uh, were those who wholly relied on God rather than their own strength to defend against injustices. Gentleness or meekness is the opposite of self-assertiveness or self-interest which I struggle with. I do. A gentle person or a meek person is not a person occupied with their self at all. And this is only achieved by the work of the Spirit. It is. Galatians 5 says so. This is only achieved by the work of the Spirit. I cannot convince myself that I'm meek. I cannot checklist my way into meekness. It is a character thing, yes? Just like all of these things are character-refining things, yes? I heard a pastor say this once. Sometimes we believe we are advancing as we lose simplicity, and true depth in God is an increase in simplicity. Did you catch that? And I usually don't quote people, so this might, must have stood out to me. Sometimes we believe we are advancing as we lose simplicity, which means I feel like I'm getting closer to the Lord when I lose the simplicity of his truth and his, 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 of who he is, right? And we believe a true depth in God is an increase in simplicity, right? And this is hard for Pentecostals to understand. This is so hard for us Pentecostals to understand. Why? Because we believe depth is shown by spiritual giftings, which is not the case. Hello? It's not the case. Remember the people who said, Lord, Lord, didn't we? Oopsie daisy, right? He'll still use for his benefit. He's brilliant. <laughs> he really is brilliant, right? But it's, 
what we think is, okay, I must be closer to the Lord because I am healing people. I'm getting prophetic words over people. I'm getting this over people. I'm getting that over people. And it's just like, wow, I am just the Holy Ghost all of a sudden, right? Then it's just like, whoa, he just lives in me and breathes through me and I just do whatever I want. And it's like, no, there is there a true depth is understanding how simple he is, not how complex he is. Right? Some of you guys are like, I don't know the Lord. Well, what do you mean? How do you not know the Lord? He's very, very simple. He's very simple. You just think because so-and-so looks very, very holy that you're looking at, you think, oh, man, I'm not even more, anywhere close to them, so I must not know him. I'm sorry. You could, you could memorize scripture all day long, but if it's not actually in your heart, you got nothing on me. Right? Because then this book just turns into a nice little social studies book. <laughs> right? Where you're learning something for a test that is called Judgment Day. And it's actually, hey, no, this is a love affection, a love affair that we are a part of. Yes? Meekness comes with, hey, I understand that I don't know the depths of everything about God, but I understand enough about who he is because I love him. And he loves me. And I experience his love. And even though I don't heal another person the rest of my life, I don't care because I know him and I'm known by him. Yes? Are you with me? Sometimes we just, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't get a word over someone during that prayer meeting. I must have, I'm so far away from the Lord. No, settle down. <laughs> settle down. It's okay. You guys put so much pressure on yourself. Of, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to look this way at church. I got to sound this way when I pray. And how many Father Gods can I get in a prayer? <laughs> you know, it's okay. I get it. I wish I could pray that way, but I'm already like, whoa, I don't know what I'm saying. <sighs> Sometimes we, are, we believe we're advancing as we lose simplicity. But true depth in God is an increase in simplicity. That's the positive one. Let me say it in a, in a different way. Jude 1, 21 through 25 essentially says, some with fear, some with love. <laughs> some with fear, some with love. Okay? And why I'm bringing that up is we've got to understand that there, there might be a chance that we have convinced ourselves of a God that is not even real. We've got, to, we've got to come to terms that he's not just this genie in a bottle. We've got to come to terms that he doesn't just give me three miraculous wishes. And he doesn't punish me by not letting me use my, the spiritual giftings because of, my, because of my distance in relation to him. Like That's, that's crazy thinking. That's abusive. That's an abusive relationship with our dad. Right? He doesn't punish us. He doesn't hurt us. He disciplines. But discipline is like, hey, you did this. Let's try this next time, right? Like Miller gets frustrated sometimes. It's, I don't just immediately run to the wooden spoon like my parents did. <laughs> Jack me up. It's a deeper. Okay? That is, that, that's not what it's about. It's like, hey, Miller, why did we have that action? Let's try this approach next time. That's discipline. All right, are you going to respond better that way? <laughs> 
where I'm actually literally care about him and, and lead him into new places and fruitful things. Like, hey, Miller, why'd you get frustrated there? Let's, let's try this instead. Yes? Okay. Are you with me? Having a bunch of clutter in our passions is not a depth in God. I believe God wants to um, almost whittle, like what you do with a stick, whittle away how complex we've made things with him. We've made it so difficult. He wants to chisel those things away. I think we're also really good at proclaiming things, but not actually doing them. And I think us as the church has settled for Crisco instead of the finest olive oil. Don't you think? Like, here's just some nasty vegetable oil. <laughs> Ugh. Instead of glass bottled, you know, the finest stuff. Extra virgin olive oil. That's the real stuff, yes? Imagine getting anointed with Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would be so insulting. <laughs> right? You got your freaking... Oh, that's so funny. Oh, all right, back on track. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Going through a fire tunnel and they're just hitting you with Crisco. <laughs> Why is everybody just breaking out all over their forehead? <laughs> Oh, that was Crisco. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, all right, whatever. I'm immature, whatever. You, you already knew that. <laughs> the church is way more than just a brand. It's, it's literally a Jesus movement. It's literally how much do I love Jesus and how much can I move his name forward and how much can I actually partake and co-labor with him. Yes? Okay. A Jesus movement goes beyond church branding and, and straight to Jesus. And I guess my big question in all of this, and I, I know I'm a little bit all over the place. My big question in all of this is, what are you all about? What are you all about? Is it like, because a lot of us do a lot of things for ourselves, right? And I know this because... Sometimes I get distracted in, in service and, in, and, and in, in things. And I see how many people are just looking around while worship is taking place. Like, what are you doing? Like, God Almighty's in the room, and we're just like, ah, I wonder what's going on there. And we're just like so ping-pong in our brain, and it's just like, what are we all about? Are we all about just being seen, and that's why we come to the church? Are we all about, oh, I want you to affirm what I'm doing? Is that what we're all about? Or are we actually hungry for the Lord? Right, dude? Man, all right, can I, can I be real? Yeah? Dude, even this morning at church, I was like, dude, Pat was flaming us this morning. And uh, people are just like, oh, I, I got to throw away this little wrapper real quick. And getting up out of their seat and throwing away a wrapper. And I know that's so, uh, I know that it probably only annoys me. But like, listen to what the man's saying. 
He was flaming us this morning. If you didn't listen to it, listen to it. It's out there on the YouTubes, right? All right? Like he was blowing us up. And Bree's, Bree and Nikki and all the team is just like flaming us with worship this morning. It's just like, oh my gosh, let's get some, you know? And we're going and grabbing coffee in the middle of it. Like, what are we doing? What have we become? What are we all about? I got to get this stuff out of the way before I preach main stage next week. So, you know, or else I'm getting fired next week. <laughs> all the pastors know already where I stand on all this. Oh, what do I want to talk about? I guess the bottom line is, just to wrap this up, is, or not, or I guess this portion. Bottom line is, Jesus is simple and not complicated. The answer to every problem in the universe is Jesus. Because he's the Messiah, not only of the world, but of the entire universe. And the world's gone nuts. And it's going to continue to get crazier. But does that mean that we just watch CNN and Fox News and hide in our bunkers and wait until it all blows up? Or do we press into him and be a bride that is really, really excited about their bridegroom? Right? But I guess I'll say this. A broken church is way better than anything else out there. Hello? And you're like, well, really? <laughs> Some of those sheep's teeth are really sharp, though. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Try being in ministry. They're really sharp in ministry. A broken church is way better than anything else out there. I'll take the church in its brokenness over any other quote-unquote movement that's going on in our world. Whatever it might be. You fill in the blank. And I get it. I fully acknowledge that that sounds super lame. And it sounds really brutal to bless those who persecute you. And, and it sounds super exciting to speak in tongues and see visions and heal people. I get it. But 1 Corinthians 14 talks about if you do all of these things, but you do not love, you're, <laughs> you're a clanging gong. <laughs> you're annoying. You could speak in tongues all day long. I could just come up here and speak in tongues, and you'd be like, what's he doing? I didn't even understand anything that he said, unless you interpreted it, which is cool. But, like, that's only for you. <laughs> and then everybody else is like, well, I guess I guess we worshiped, to, uh, you know, but we were supposed to talk about, do you get it? Like, what we're supposed to be as Christians is not just a bunch of people yelling in tongues. And I speak in tongues. I do. And I'm not knocking it. But it's the least of the gifts. Because a prophet is the highest of the gifts. Why? Because that takes character. Hello? That takes character. That takes being a, that takes being a person who blesses those who come against you and rip you apart. Right? 
study up on, on some of the prophets. Yeah, and I'm not talking about the weird ones that are on YouTube talking about, oh, well, the world's ending tomorrow. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> nobody knows. Jesus doesn't even know. Okay, settle down. Are you greater than Jesus, YouTube guy? <sighs> and I just, those, they piss me off. They do. So they make me look so stupid because I'm a Christian too. Drives me absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop making the byproducts central. What do I mean by that? All of the things that we're talking about, all of the spiritual giftings and all of the other stuff. It's like, okay, that's not our central point. That's, that's byproduct stuff. My character is the central thing that he's refining. Hello? Okay. That makes you a man of God. That makes you a woman of God is your character, not how cool your tongues sound. All right. All right. Where are we at? If society learned how to forgive, what would what would be different? What would be different in our world, right? Because we're told to be to be lovers of our enemies, which is super frustrating. But would I rather have gold dust show up on my Bible because the Holy Spirit landed in the room, or would I rather love my enemies? Right? Sometimes we're just waiting for all of these crazy things that we've heard about and in different circles and different things of, oh, well, there's gold dust flying in the room or there's a there's a <laughs> there's a the, the dove feather that fell from the ceiling. It's like, why are we pursuing those things instead of him? We've so lost sight of him. Yes. And remember, I love signs and wonders. I love them a lot. A lot, a lot. But they're not like the central point of how I feel purposed as a Christian. Right? Some of you guys, it's not that way. I will only be able to taste and see and experience these things if Jesus is central in my life. I can't add to the simple recipe in following Jesus. Jesus said, if a Roman soldier says, carry my coat for a mile, carry it another mile. If someone slaps you, turn the other cheek. This is the kind of stuff that he says. And these truths are revolutionary, yes? Because right when somebody slaps me, I want to fire it right back. Right? Or when somebody gossips about me, I want to, oh, let's get it. <laughs> right? That's our knee jerk, right? That's who, it's human of us. But he's saying, hey, turn the other cheek. But we're no, we're, we're way too busy reading self-help Christianity books where it uses scripture to make me feel more like a god. We're too busy dabbling in things we shouldn't be instead of reading the red words of Jesus. 
what looks like weakness to the world is strength in the kingdom of heaven. Yes? Okay. If the world is saying, do it like this, Jesus is saying, oopsie. Don't do that. Do it differently. Do it my way. Yes? Okay. So, now that we covered all of that, blessed are those who are meek, for they shall inherit the earth. What's this mean? What this means is if I am refined in character, in meekness, I will inherit the earth, which means that my level of influence will rise. It's not talking about Bentleys. It's not talking about square footage of houses. It's not talking about how many trees you have on your property. It's not talking about any of that. It's actually talking about my influence is going to increase. Yes? Think of it this way. Today, if we went to Buffalo Wild Wings after this, okay? Yeah? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> if we went to Buffalo Wild Wings after this and somebody came up to you and said, hey, what are you all about? What would your answer be, right? What would it be? Well, I'm about this, and I, this is what I do for work, and I, I hate California, and you know, whatever it might be, I, all of these things, and you would list them all off. Where's Jesus in that list? Yes? Where's Jesus in that list? And then think of your future self, who you actually want to be in the Lord, and that same thing happens to you however many years, five, ten, whatever it looks like when you think that you're going to be the ideal Christian. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Like, well, uh. I don't know. I feel like I am now. No, you, no, you're not. What would that answer be like? What are you about? What are you about? Is this a divine appointment, Lord? Is that why you're? Is this why this is happening at this exact moment? Is this a divine appointment? And this is you setting the table for me to evangelize to this person because that's why they're asking. And all of these. Do you get it? What are you all about? Well, I'm about Jesus. Right? Am I there? No, I'm not. I'm sorry. Right? I'm not, I'm not. It's, not, it's not my first knee-jerk reaction, right? Because I feel like sometimes I'm more of a father <laughs> and more of a husband. That's my first thing that I talk about, if I'm just being real, right? He's in there. I love him a lot. I really love Miller. I really love Miller. He's the best. I miss him, and I just saw him. You'll, learn, you'll, you'll figure it out one day. You'd be like, ah, oh, he was right. I thought he was a heretic when he said that, but man, I'm struggling with that now. <sighs> when I'm a meek person, when I understand who my dad is, where I sit at the table, where my inheritance is, what his will is, all of these things my level of influence creeps up. It does. It does. Have you guys seen this in your life? Some of you guys have jobs you shouldn't have. I have a job I shouldn't have, 100%. <laughs> if you, like, straight up, I should not have the job that I have. It is, I will say this with all humility, I am a lucky, lucky guy, okay? Because if you saw what I did for work, you'd be like, what? That's your job? And they pay you what? <laughs> You'd be like, that's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, I, I didn't go to college. I didn't do any of the 
the stuff that was on paper. My dad kicked me out when I was 18 because I refused to go to college and among other things. But it was that was that was just how how things went, you know? I shouldn't be in the place that I am today. But I will say I dug my feet in to Jesus. I wanted him more than anything else. Dude, I got hired as a youth pastor when I was 18. I was barely saved. <laughs> I got saved at 17. And they hired me as a youth pastor at 18. They are out of their mind. Would I ever do that if I were a senior pastor? Nope. <laughs> nope. Especially if I knew me. <laughs> nope. Right? Like, that's crazy stuff. But your influence rises. Yes? I didn't go to Bethel School of Ministry. I've still healed people, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right? I didn't go to that training. I didn't go to any Benny Hinn stuff. I didn't go to any of the any of the stuff. I honor him and I respect him. But hey, I didn't do any of that. Dude, I grew up Baptist and all of a sudden I'm a raging charismatic. Like to the extent of I didn't know that Holy Spirit existed until I was 17 years old. I shouldn't be in the place that I'm in. But when you allow the Lord to refine your character, and when you allow the Lord to say, hey, this is who I'm calling you to be. Hey, do this. Get into that. Yes? You see the Lord start blessing your socks off. Yes? You see crazy things happen. Dude, I planted a church when I was, what, 22? No, that's the wrong timeline. I don't know. I planted a church already. Right? I mean, people were affected by that ministry in good ways, <laughs> right? Like, that's silly. On paper, that shouldn't be happening. On paper, you shouldn't be writing a, a $10,000 check to a ministry run by a single dude who lives in a fixed-income apartment who's trying to plant a church. Dude, people do that. That doesn't make sense, and I didn't know anybody. I knew a bunch of Baptist people who didn't like me. You get it? But when you dig your heels in on, hey, I want to be meek. I want to understand where I sit at the table, where I'm at in the Lord. I, 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 I want my character refined, yes? He will say, hey, here's influence. Yes? Because at the end of the day, you're either influencing or you're being influenced. Yes? Either way. If you hang out with so-and-so, they're either influencing you or you're being influenced. Hello? Huh? You said they're influencing you or you're being influenced. You get what I meant. <laughs> this is what happens, you know? Uh, you get it, though? Like, like what I was saying earlier, like a sponge can uh, absorbs what it's around. It does. A sponge doesn't say, no, I'm not. Mm. <laughs> be a funny cartoon. But no, it doesn't just like, no, <laughs> I'm not absorbing that water. I only absorb orange juice, right? That, it doesn't work that way. Got to be careful with what you surround yourself by. 
Okay, let me close with this. Or actually, yeah, read. Uh, how do I want to do this? This week, if you want to, read Psalm 37, 1 through 11, as much as you can, okay? Do it once a day, once a morning, twice a day, once a week, whatever you want to do, okay? This isn't school. You're an adult. If you want the Lord, you'll read it, okay? Read that. Study it. Marinate it. Meditate on it right? Chew on it until there's got no more taste on it, okay? Try. You can't. Look at all of the things that it says about meekness, that it says about the earth. Look at all of it, okay? Because this is how character is refined. Yes? Okay. I think that's all I've got. Yeah. Here's my translation. Fortunate is the gentle strength, for they shall walk in their promise and promised land. Okay? That's mine. Write that down. Look at Psalm 37, and it'll make more sense. If you want to. I'm not going to force you, okay? Does that all make sense? Your level of influence will rise. He'll trust you by the refining of your character. Yes? Somebody steals from you. You're not going to trust them with your things. Yes? But if they take care of your things, when they're in your house and they take care of things, you're going to be like, huh, yeah, you can come over whenever you want. Don't even knock next time, right? That's the way it goes. Okay, you get trusted, influence arises. You get trusted more, influence arises. Character gets built, you get the, you get it. Yes, okay. Does that make sense? Okay. We need to be a people that if someone cuts us, our love runs out of us. That's the kind of people we need to be. You get cut by someone. You're bleeding love. Yes? That's who we need to be. That is meekness. Yes? Okay. Lord, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you do want to refine our character. And I pray that we would just, we would just let you. <laughs> that we would straight up just let you. That we would stop fighting it. That we would stop making it so complicated and make it that we have to spend, say special prayers or anything like that, but that we would just fall in love with the simplicity of you so that you can do a great, great work on us so that we can be more like you. So Lord, we love you. I pray that this group would be influencers and that they would be trusted individuals for the sake of your name and your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.